The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hopefully some unity has been restored to the show. It's been a lot of arguing over the last 45 minutes. Specs angry. Hopefully some pieces here. We have a poll up right now on the 610 Twitter account. Pancakes or waffles? I'm not going to tell you what side I'm on and what side Spectre's on because we've got a bet on it, and I don't want to sway the community. <laughs> we'll have more time to argue coming up in about 30 minutes because Joel Thorman, we created this game. We're just going to call it the game with no name. That's the name we like the most. <laughs> Thorman's the worst at it, maybe of yeah. anybody that's ever played. Absolutely. I try hard, though. That's that's for sure. <laughs> that is good it's play. not without effort. We actually, uh, the try hard chart with you is, is really up there. We played it with uh, we played it for Sean Barber. We'll let you know what he said about oh. you trying in this. You were not very good at it. Today's pop quiz was Purple Rain. The winner got a pair of Royals and Indians tickets for six ten Saturday. We were just talking about this. I thought it was a Weezer. Let me get your opinion on this. Is it as simple as someone on the text line brought this up? And I was thinking it, but I didn't really want to talk about it. But let's talk about it. Is it as simple with Tano Passino and Breland Speaks as Veach drafted one guy, Dorsey drafted the other guy? Because you would think in a year or two of your NFL career, you'd be further up the totem pole and depth chart than Breland Speaks. That has not been the case so far for Tano Passino. And I said, the only reason I'm talking about this is you spent a second-round draft pick on Tano Passino. The expectation last year was project, developmental guy. By year two, he, uh, he should hit the ground running. The Chiefs had 68 uh, snaps on defense. He was in for four of them. That just tells me that this coaching staff, they don't trust you enough to get on the field at this point in your career. Yeah, I mean, I think with like a lot of times with these pass rushers is you got to show me something pretty early. Um, like even Justin Houston, his first year, it took until the end of the, his first season, but he started flashing. And to me, I don't know, I felt like it was evident pretty quickly that Tano is just a guy. Um, sometimes they develop a little later on, but usually by now, like you've seen some flashes and just haven't seen it at all playing four snaps. That's, I think that says it all. He's trying to save quarterbacks. I mean, you know, they, he, he almost hurt that poor guy in Chicago. Is that what it is? They don't want the penalties. Yeah, exactly. I, I think there is, uh, there's gotta be a certain aspect to the one guy was drafted by Dorsey and the other one was drafted by Veach, but I, I don't think you would play another guy over another guy for that reason if say Passanio was way better than Speaks I just don't think the difference is that big right now I it, it appears to me that Passanio is a little bit better than Speaks but Speaks is getting I think the benefit of the doubt the reps that if he gets the reps I think what the thought is if he gets more reps because he has been uh each week this year if he gets more reps, reps by the end of the season he will be better than but Passanio. that's the thing though because Therese said something very similar yesterday he was like on tape Tano appears to be the better player right why don't the coaches see that then 
because Speaks has played more than him in every game so far this season. And I would say just, I mean, between both of them. It's not like neither one of them are playing a high snap count, but at least makes sense for the rookie. Man, year two, Tano passing, yo. I'm not willing to call you a bust because it's very early on, but you haven't shown an ability in your first 20 NFL games to even get on the field at this point. Guys like that don't just turn it on to be high-impact pass rushers. I'm real interested in seeing if we get these MRI results back and D. Ford is a maybe this week. You know, we'll get to the game and, and say he doesn't play. What's the rep? split look then because then you're probably having Justin Houston going 80 or 90 percent does Speaks get the other uh, other side half the time does he get three quarters of the time does he play nearly the whole game where Passanio gets 10 I think that uh, like the actions always speak a little bit louder than words to me when it comes to this you guys think Speaks is a little bit more versatile than Passanio I mean could that be part of the deal I mean because they ask their outside linebackers to do a lot right they're not just like go get the quarterback you've got to cover you know you've got to do all those things you've got to you know uh, contain the run you got to do all that stuff Uh, Joel, I mean, no, I that, think that's, that's a theory. No, that I think I that's fair. Um, I mean, I, I always think a lot of these things are uh, as simple as you think, and I think uh, uh, C. Dot hit it uh, earlier, and the and when when he was opening this up, uh, one guy was drafted by another. Um, I think they're you know probably ultimately going to give uh, Speaks like more uh, more chances because of that. Um, you know, and and like Pete said, he's he's technically a little bit younger, uh, should develop quicker in theory. Um, so we'll see. You think there's ego involved? You're telling me there's ego involved? With no, that? I'm just saying, like, yeah. you all work in, you're, you're in a workplace, too. Like, you, you know, you wonder why some employees, you know, why Spectre's back there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and it's usually because someone's got to, you know, there's, there's it's it's, us- it's usually not that complicated. Spec, spec knows somebody, and we've seen this happen, you know, across the league plenty of yeah. times. So, like, I think that's, and I think that's fair. Like, to, if you're, if you're Veach, this is your team, you're going to ride and die with your guy. To your point, I think I've had the experience before where your boss is replaced. And then all of a sudden the next boss comes in and it's, who's he going to bring in? Are you going to be one sure. of that person? Are they going to embrace you or are you, they going to make your life a living hell? It's either one or the two. And then eventually things will work themselves out in that way. So I think there always is going to be that natural disposition. Like, Passio is a Dorsey guy, and Speaks was Veach's first top pick. Like, of course, Veach is going to want him to play more. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, Ford and and Houston. I mean, Ford's a Dorsey guy. Houston was a Pioli guy. So I I, I don't know. As I, long as as long as D and Houston good enough. I mean, I, I feel like yeah. we're sitting here and we're trying yeah. to do this like mental gymnastics for Tano Passio. Just hasn't proven that he's yeah. good enough. The only flash you've seen from Tano Passio was in a preseason game against the Bears backup. That's the only spark I've ever seen from Tano Passio. Agreed. I think it's a ceiling thing. Like, I just think they all view Speaks' his ceiling as higher than Passio, so why not give him the burn if you're winning anyway? Right now, we're talking to our guys from Arrowhead Pride. The voice you just heard was Pete Sweeney. The other vo- voice is Joel Thorman, who is the master of the game with no name. He's let's, terrific. <laughs> let's start with this with Mahomes. Because, I mean, we're all on the same page. He's been amazing. I feel like every like there's nothing you guys can say new about how great Mahomes has been. He's been fantastic. As a Chiefs fan, are you worried about the other shoe dropping with Patrick Mahomes? I was asked that question a lot on Monday with Mahomes. I just think his floor is higher than we've ever seen before for a Chiefs quarterback. But you're a lifelong Chiefs fan, creative Arrowhead Pride. Are you worried about the other shoe to drop with Mahomes and the offense? It's, it's funny you ask this because I was just talking to, uh, about this with Pete before he walked in. And I said, it's it's odd how I'm not. Um, like, I'm not that worried. I saw Jared Goff last year with the right system put up 30-something touchdown passes. And I said to Pete right before he walked in here, I was like, Barring injury, Mahomes is throwing forty touchdown passes, like without a doubt. Like yeah. it just—it seems to me like the Chiefs are ahead of the curve here. We've seen this with other trends and schemes in the league. Like you're there a couple of years early and you dominate. Like you know, I mentioned the Rams last year. Feels like they're there again this year. Um, I mean, just to me, like it seems like 
man, I hate to jinx it here, but like such a sure thing uh, that that he's going to ball out like Goff did last year. Um, n- no, like I'm 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 not worried about the other shoe dropping. Um, I don't think he's going to you know average uh, five touchdown passes a game yeah, and throw exactly. eighty this season, yeah. but. Is he going to throw 45 or push 50? Like, I wouldn't be stunned. Here's, here's the crazy thing about that. 50's a lot of touchdowns. 50's a lot. 50's a lot. But 40, 40 is what I said initially, if, and I'll stick he, to that. If he throws two touchdown passes in Denver, he's halfway to breaking Lenny's record that was set in 1964. And he did it, in, and he will have done it in four games. Like, that's the crazy part about this thing. If, if he stays healthy, he's going to shatter this record. There was a year here that Alex Smith threw for, threw for 15 touchdowns the entire year. I think it was 2016. Yeah. I don't think the, sh- the other shoe is going to drop because I think you look at these top picks and Therese Paler, you mentioned him, Yahoo Sports and 610 Sports now. Uh, he wrote an article the other day that the Chiefs would have taken him with the top pick. So they viewed Mahomes as a number one pick. What, what do number one picks usually walk into? They walk into situations yeah, that mess. are not too great around them. The team is not good. Maybe the offensive line's not good. The team's been losing all that. They they lost enough to be number 32 or lower enough to trade up. You don't usually see a team trading up 18 picks to go get somebody. Mahomes entered a different system. He's A with Andy Reid, a team that has had success five of the last, what, six years they make the playoffs. And you have Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, and Tyree Kill. I just think there's too much around them and too much going for him with the creative play calling and Andy Reid to think, okay, all of a sudden week seven. He's just not going to be good anymore. I just think I just don't think it's let me throw happen. this at you guys real quick, Joel. We had Matt Miller on uh, NFL at NFL Draft yeah. Scout Stick to Football podcast. He said he talked to some scouts. One scout had Mahomes graded as a seventh round talent, and then he heard another one from another team had him graded as a sixth round talent, which to me is mind boggling. So it's the fire everybody. Yeah, it's, and, and, it's probably the Texas Tech like air raid thing coming off. Yeah. Like they think he's Case Keenum or or whoever one of those other guys was. Like I I yeah. can see that. There's a picture of a beaver and a taco and a tree. Run the tree play. Yeah, yeah. like like a a reason I th- I think that this isn't a fluke is he has touchdown passes to nine different players. Yeah, like it's not like he's got two badass receivers, you know, and he's just like hitting them all the time. And eventually teams are just going to give up in the running game and stop that, and and it's over. Like he's you know Andy's scheming them up, and he's like. Just the talent around him is so obvious. It's all situational, too. I mean, mm-hmm. you just look at the situation. You have Andy Reid. Travis Kelsey went on the air somewhere the other day and said, I wouldn't be the same player if I was without Andy Reid. Like, Andy Reid makes a huge difference. Alex Smith, the first year, made a sure. huge difference for Mahomes. To me, like, you look at Mahomes, would he be the same player with, like, a Rex Ryan as the head coach, a yeah. Doug Marone? I don't. Yeah. I just don't think so. And no, so it's a perfect situation. No, he probably wouldn't. I guess to go back to your point, Joel, the point that you made is the reason I don't think you should be that worried about the other shoe dropping is, and we'll talk about this on the other side, everybody was kind of telling me don't jinx it earlier, is your offensive floor is just a lot higher. Like last yeah. year, they scored 13 points against Pittsburgh. They scored nine points in a game against the New York Giants. You can't tell me there is a defense holding this team to nine points. I'm not saying that, that they're going to score 38 points every single week. But nine? No, they have a much higher floor than that this year. I mean, this offense really went in three straight weeks, 17, 9, and 10. Your your offensive ceiling is just tremendously higher this year than it was last year. No, I, I agree completely that you're not going to have the stinkers uh, that you had last year. Although last year, you know, in, in maybe more so in like 16 and 15, like the defense was a little bit better. So those points were, those games were like a little more competitive. Uh, coming up on the other side, we continue our Arrowhead Pride Roundtable with Joel Thorman and Pete Sweeney. Uh, from the website Arrowhead Pride. I said that the division is over if the Chiefs win on Monday. I'll tell you why I think that coming up on the drive. You guys are going to be upset when I tell you how much Bashad Breeland signed with Green Bay for. Uh, can I get, can, can we guess? Can we go around the room and guess? Yeah, go One year, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to say 2.6. 
I'll say three million. One point three. Spec, where you at? Breland contract numbers are out. How much? Two point seven. Rashad Breland signed a contract with the Green Bay Packers for one year, seven hundred and ninety thousand. No. Is that the minimum? Lord. That's the minimum, I'm sure, right? And listen to this. It was a one-year, $790,000 contract. He's got to be hurt. He got a $90,000 bonus, which is paid in three thirty thousand dollars installments. <laughs> this guy had a three-year, $24 million deal from the Panthers, right, until he cut his foot in the Dominican Republic. How were the Chiefs knighted on this deal? I like how we're all laughing at his contract, and no one here makes seven hundred and forty grand a year. I mean, I would say oh, everybody combined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't make seven hundred and ninety thousand. Everyone combined in this immediate building. Right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about yeah, that. I wouldn't say that. But I'm, uh, I'm laughing at his bonus, and I'm like, ah, maybe I shouldn't do that. How did the Chiefs let this go? He must not be that good because he also sat around for weeks with nobody else signing him. So this is, to me, this is one of those like classic name guys that fans get into, and then. The facts are what they are. No team signed him for three weeks into the season. Like, does that say something? But one year, $790,000 with a $90,000 bonus, that's a dice roll. And if it doesn't work, that's nothing to cut that contract if it doesn't work. Like, that's a all all reward, no risk kind of contract there. From what I kind of heard about Breland, though, he was holding out for big money early. Yeah, me too. I heard that too. And then... As time goes on, he probably got to a certain point where he's like, am I going to sit out this whole year? No, I'd rather make something. And then he picked the Packers because maybe he felt like it was the best fit. I, that's kind of what I guess would happen. I don't I don't think the Chiefs wouldn't have offered this deal. So I think at the time he probably rejected it. I'm just saying over the last couple of days when you felt like this yeah. is the direction that it was going, you could have came in and, I mean. There were some character issues, I think, with Breland, too. I don't know if he was a good character or fit necessarily. I mean, one year, $1 million in a $110,000 bonus probably gets this deal done. I mean, that's a, I mean, that, a $200,000 raise over what he currently is making from the Packers. It seemed like if you really wanted Bashad Breland in here or you really felt like your secondary was lacking, I mean, it wasn't a whole lot of money to add a guy that perceived comes off as an upgrade yeah. over what you currently have. I think these, that, yeah, it's fair. These these coaches, like, they're they're all into their scheme, too. You know, they they brought him in in training camp thinking maybe they would they would bring him on if he was here for all of camp and could teach him. And, you know, Sutton, maybe he's thinking it's going to take him weeks to pick this up or whatever, you know, if he hasn't played in the Chiefs type of defense before. Initial, I mean, I think there's legitimate reasons. Well, the initial reason that he lost the deal in Carolina is because of the injury, too, right? The, the cut to his foot. Right. So they said, yeah, no, nah, we're not going to pay you. Yeah. So maybe there's some something to that, too. Well, right now we're doing our Arrowhead Pride roundtable. You're listening to Joel Foreman and Pete Sweeney in from Arrowhead Pride. I was getting cooked on the text line yesterday, which really hurt my heart. Yeah. bothered me a lot and, yesterday. And you deserved it. Because I try to bring in, I try to come in with numbers. Now, you can put, you can, on your little blog website, you can write this in there. 200 in the last 250 carries for Kareem Hunt. Less than four yards of carry, 988 or 89 yards rushing. So far this season, there are 47 qualified running backs for yards per uh, attempt or yards per carry. He's 40th this year. Kareem Hunt, aside from those first five games where he was masterful and he was the best running back in the NFL, has been incredibly average since then. No one seems to care about the run game. No one seems to care. It bothers me just a little bit. It does. It, it bothers me just a little bit too. Um, you know, I was looking at the numbers last week. Like it felt like Kareem Hunt closed out the game, and I was feeling good about it. Wade it. Davis, man. And I went and looked at the box store, and, and he had like twenty carries for yeah, like forty four yeah. yards or something like that. Yeah. Um, and just the production was like not there at all. I guess if you are going to be this type of offense, 
uh, and put up a ton of points and you just, hey, give me give me uh, two solid drives in the fourth quarter, like, that may do it, you know? That, but, that may be okay. That, that's my theory on it. I think they're using him different than they did last year. And at what point are you going to need Kareem Hunt to take over a game? Yeah, I think it's... And that's You're just we, not. And that's, well, we don't know that. But at some point, maybe. You know, and that's what I'll start to be like, okay, maybe the Chiefs can't run the ball like, like they did last year. Or maybe... They kind of they prepare for Kareem Hunt, you know, where they didn't the first few weeks of last season. You know, maybe that's part of it too. But I just think if you don't need him, who cares? And the Chiefs went over 100 yards the first two games anyway. I guess the reason I Rushing. think it, the reason I think it matters is we normally like teams. Like if we're talking about when we start to really pick teams, when the season starts to really wind down and the games get more important, we really like teams that can play defense. We really like teams that can run the ball. We agree the Chiefs are not going to be a good defensive team at any point this season. I have already conceded that. I don't. It's early. I don't care. The Chiefs are not a good defensive team. They haven't really been able to run the ball. And why I think it matters is you have Kareem Hunt, who last year, number one running back in the NFL, least yards per attempt. If I showed you his numbers with Alex Collins, you'd be really surprised at how close they were. That No one thinks Alan Collins is a really good running back. He's like a really good number two. Man, that's what Kareem Hunt's been the last 15 games of his NFL career. Sometimes it's the big moments that make the player like, for example, when Odell caught that crazy catch and it was a national game, just like Kareem had his huge game when it was a national game against the Patriots. I think there's some of that to it a little bit. And he had a great start. But to me, yeah, I think he is being used in a different way this year. Bien-Ami, uh offensive coordinator for the Chiefs last week, said he's, he's actually probably running better this year than last year. Of course, that could be coach speak. But he has said... Fire! He, <laughs> he has said he has said that the numbers are are coming and, and to me it's like I said it's a, and and what we all sort of alluded to it's just a different type of way you're using it. like if 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 Kareem Hunt is having you or, or if you need Kareem Hunt to win a game this year you're probably in a lot closer game than you, than you really want to be another point that is sort of getting looked I think here is how good Spencer Ware has looked in his here and there and mm-hmm. even Anthony Sherman. Like, Anthony Sherman, just such a hidden gem. Like, perhaps maybe they should be going in a little bit more of a committee direction. I mean, I think we all agree that they're using him a little bit differently than last season. I, I'm not denying that. Right. Nobody is using their number one running back to run for 3.2 yards a carry. That's not how any team in the NFL, certainly with an offense as dynamic as theirs, they're not using their running back to give you 3.2 yards per carry so far. Is it an offensive line thing? Is it a Kareem Hunt thing? I'm not sure. But I look back again to last year. This is not just these three games. I'm talking over the last... 14 games for Kareem Hunt. So if it, so if we're taking away that incredible start that he got yeah. to, he's averaging less than four yards a carry. I kind of feel like we got kind of hyped up. The league started to figure out how to scheme and stop Kareem Hunt, and, and they've done a good job stopping him. He's also got three touchdowns, which is the third most in the NFL right now. So I mean, Yeah, that but, matters too. Yeah, but like I mean, last year... I even kind of remember thinking this towards the end of last year that like once you took away some of the you know he had the he had like whatever fifty plus yard runs and first four or five games or whatever that that was like such a huge chunk of his yardage uh, and he had plenty of games where he felt more like you know eighteen eighteen carries for forty four yards yeah. than than uh, some of his early uh, games last year so um, yeah he's probably not the thirteen hundred yard season guy truly the rest of his career but. Again, as long as you can pass block, like, I'm good, man. Just don't get the quarterback killed. And I think at the end of the day, Chiefs fans just want wins. When What really mattered with Hunt's game last week? It wasn't really the touchdowns. It's when the game got a little weird towards the end and the Niners were having this weird comeback. He was able to run the ball for first downs and end the game. Like I think at the end of the day, that's all fans are going to want. He may not be the all-star he was last year ever again, but if he gets the job done, I think that's all you, know, you, you need there, at this point. There's a subset of Chiefs fans that grew up in the 90s who just want their team to, be, to run the ball. Ball by committee <laughs> to be good on D 
defense to win 10-7 games in the snow. Like, there's definitely some Chiefs fans that haven't broken out of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not saying that, but, I mean, we all watch enough NFL games to know, like, there's going to be a game where Patrick Mahomes throws for 190 yards because that happens with Tom Brady. And you're going to need to run the ball 26 times and gain 120 yards with your running back to win that football game. They haven't really proven they can win that game in a long time, that style. I mean, we agree. I mean, if it's going to be ideal conditions every time they go out there, everybody's going to be healthy and they're throwing the ball around the yard. It's going to be very difficult to do it. But can you win those other – because like last year with Philadelphia, they could win a game like they did in the Super Bowl. They also could win a game against Atlanta 12-9. to Can the Chiefs win that kind of grind-out slugfest kind of game? That remains to be seen uh, with this offense. We need four callers, 913-576. 716. It is. I wish you guys could see the fear in Joel's face when I. Why does it go? See, who wants a millionaire music is not helping (laughs) a single thing here. We need four callers for the game with no name as I continue. I won last week, right? Oh, yeah, I did win last week. As I continue to dominate this game as I do every other game on the show. Coming up, it's the drive. It's time to play the game with no name. I'm done fighting it. We don't have a good name for it. Fanning likes the game with no name. It does have 26 and 46. It, it does 48 have 48 and 79. Genesee Qua to it. So I'm rolling. Yeah, it's a with game with no name. We, we know one thing that 25 and 45 just isn't sticking. No, there's, no, there's nothing to <laughs> it. Yeah, it's out of here. Spectre's the only with no one name. fighting hard for that. So the game with no name. If you're not familiar with the game with no name, it's very simple. Spectre throws out an athlete. He'll say Peyton Manning. You have to name every team that Peyton Manning played for, and then you say next. So you would say Colts, Broncos, next. And then he'll throw out. Shaquille O'Neal. So you'll say Lakers, Boston Cavs. Celtics, Cavs. Next, you get, I believe it's like six or seven players. There's 25 possible points. You got 45 seconds to do it. Thorman is the worst at this game. There's no one worse than Joe Thorman at this game. Maybe this, we should this, call it the Thorman game. This feels better than when you built me up last week no, just I mean, to watch me fall. I actually did see the list, and it's really easy this week. Okay. All right. So we're going to go down the line. We'll let the callers pick who they're picking to win this game. Andrew and Blue Springs. Who are you picking in the game with no name? Andrew, are you there? All right, you're taking Joel. Joel, you're really <laughs> trying to win for Andrew. And we don't right. need to get in touch with Andrew Greg anyway. OP, who do you got? Uh, let's go with Brad. That's, All right, that's you're my taking dude. Brad. That's my dude. Greg in the OP. Kyle, who you got? Me or Pete? I'll take Carrington. All right. Oh, come on. He's the last kickball pick. All alone on the playground. Last kickball pick. All right. I was a little bit worried there (laughs) for just a bit. Uh, Joel, your caller, once he realized that he had you, he hung up the phone. You're not playing for anybody. (laughs) The people. This is my week then. Do it for you, man. You're not playing for for anybody. All right. The next person that calls, Joel is the person that's trying to win. All right, Joel. Bring it right now. You're first up in the game with no name. Let's do it, Spec. All right. Founder of Arrowhead Pride. There's the music. Come on. Uh, Turn off the damn music. No, no. Uh, this is the, the theme music for Game With No Name. My hands are all clammy. Your Good. category <laughs> is entitled The Dawn of Arrowhead Pride. Oh, man. These you are Chiefs. You're awful. Since 2010. We got a spoon feed Thorman in this game. I actually think his category is going to be very tough today. Oh, oh no. Goodness. 45 seconds on the clock. You cannot name Chiefs. So these guys all played for the Chiefs. You got a name for the other teams that they played for. Is Sean Barber on this list? Sean Barber's not on this Good. list. Good. 45 seconds on the clock. Thomas Jones. Jets, Bears next. Oh, wow. Dexter McCluster. Titans next. Kyle Orton. Bears. Um, Bears next. Steve Breston. Cardinals. 
Um, Bears next. Peyton Hillis. Uh, uh, why am I? Uh, Browns, Jets next. Dontari Poe. Uh, Falcons next. Donnie Avery. Colts next. <laughs> Marcus Cooper. Uh, Bears next. Anthony Fasano. Dolphins, Cowboys next. Josh Maga. Uh, Jets next. That was a strong That's performance. That's pretty strong. I blogged about every single one of those players Why for my he, job for the a, last eight years. We put it on a tee for you, He man. left a lot of fruit on the vine, though. There's a lot of fruit left. That's a 12 for Joel Thorne. Oh, nice. Oh, Joel with the 12 pack. What do you think now, Andrew? <laughs> so, uh, Thomas Jones, you missed the Cardinals in the Buccaneers. Dexter McCluster had some time with the Chargers. Kyle know. Orton, Broncos, Cowboys, Bills. Bills. Peyton Hills played for the Giants, not the Jets, as long as the uh, Broncos. Dontari Poe currently on the Panthers. And Donnie Avery, Rams, Titans, Marcus Cooper on the Cardinals. Who remembers Donnie Avery on the Titans? Yeah, I don't remember that at <laughs> That's all. That's why it's the game with no name. All right, Brad, you're up next. All right, what's my, what, what do you got, Spec? All right. I feel like Spec's going to sabotage me. He's going to screw me this week. I give you layups in baseball, your favorite sport every week, and right. yet I still take got? criticism. The MLB playoffs are about to begin. Oh, God. And nobody's heard of half of the guys playing anymore in Major League <laughs> Baseball, especially if you don't, if your team's not in it. He always gets his digs in on He does. Guys. He's, oh, got, he's got to. Baseball's coming up. Too bad it's boring and no one cares. <laughs> he always does that. Your category is entitled Still in the League. Okay. Players <laughs> over 35 years old in Major League Baseball, which means they've been around for a while like and you should have followed them. Okay. 45 seconds on the clock. All right, go. Curtis Granderson. Tigers, Yankees, Mets, Blue Jays next. David Freeze. Cardinals, Rangers next. Matt Holliday. Okay. Uh, Cardinals, Rockies next. Cole Hamels. Rangers, Phillies, Indians next. Kurt Suzuki. Kurt uh, A's, Twins, next. Zach Granke. Rockies. Do I get Royals, too? Royals, Dodgers, next. You go D-backs? Yeah, I did. Okay, I'm making sure. He also never played for the Rockies. Oh. I meant D-backs. That's what I meant. This was close. No, Unfortunately, you did not though. say the word D-backs. No, but that's you what I meant. I said Rockies. Yeah. No, I did get, say Rockies. That's I meant, not what you get. You don't get no, Rockies. No, I meant D-backs. That's my fault. You yeah. said Rockies. You don't get You can't say D-backs and, and mean D-backs and say Rockies. No, but I used to get those two mixed up because they came into the league at the exact same year, the Rockies and the D-backs. Unfortunately, that one missed point puts you one point behind Joel. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, you had 11 and Joel oh, had 12. God, Joel's wow. about to win this game. All the jokes we've thrown, Joel's about to win. Brad, the poor man's Joel Thorman oh. in this game. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Greg and OP. I screwed you, All man. right, who had the third pick? Carrington? He hung up, by the way. Oh, Greg man. and OP hung up. He just up. hung up. My bad, dude. <laughs> he just said, I can't wait. I got to do better. Oh, I should have had, had the D-back. Greg and OP. I got you. One of my great friends in high school, his name was Kyle. I got to do it for you, man. Carrington, on Monday Night Football, the Chiefs take on the Denver Broncos. All right, I got you. Your category is the rest of the AFC West. Okay. Because it's catching at rhymes. Okay. You cannot name the team that, they're on. That, played in the a- that he played in the AFC West. I got you. All right. All right. 
45 seconds on the clock. I'm a little nervous. I ain't going to lie. I got to beat Joel. I don't want those jokes. Mm. I don't want them. 45 seconds on the clock. All Hands right. getting Silence climbing. on the set, please. Okay. Knees weak. My bad. Palms are sweaty. A keep to lead. I'm not talking. No Tampa talk. Bay, Patriots, Rams, Broncos, next. You cannot name Broncos. Okay, my bad. My bad. Danny Woodhead. Patriots, next. Terrell Pryor. Redskins, Browns, next. Kellen Clemens. Next. (laughs) Next. Eric Decker. Eric Decker. Jets, Titans, Patriots, next. Ronnie Brown. Auburn, next. (laughs) Matt Schaub. Texans, next. Wow, that was embarrassing. (laughs) That was a bad effort. Next. Wow. Eric Decker never played for the Patriots. Uh Uh-oh. He did too. He signed with them. Now he never. He never played a regular season oh, game. Oh my goodness! On he... his Pro Football Reference right. page, New England is not listed. Wow. He signed sorry. with the Patriots. Doesn't count. Practice squad. Hey, Spec life, makes the rules. Life's hard, you know. I mean, it really oh is. my goodness! Carrington got a nine. <laughs> yeah! Wow! Double digits. Wow! What's my partner's name? Kyle, I didn't do it. You for got you, Steve man. in blue. You got Scuba Steve, Steve. Mr. Steve. All right. Wow, Pete. If you know what's good for I you, I always pick last. I got Ronnie Brown. Dolphins, Dolphins, man. Dolphins. You took forever on Terrell Pryor. Took eight seconds. Terrell Pryor had a lot of teams. Do you not remember the Wildcat game? Oh, he played. But then I couldn't name the Raiders. Like it was hard when you taking away Browns, Jets, Redskins. Oh, you couldn't name the Raiders. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Danny Woodhead, Jets, Ravens. Because you lose Raiders, Chiefs on Pryor. Yeah, that's your. And it's so hard to keep all those white. Running back that the Patriots signed mixed up with Rex Burkhead and Seems Danny like Woodhead. Seems like a personal now, now, now it's about race. Peyton yeah. Hillis. Yeah. It's hard to know. It's hard to keep them all straight. <laughs> all right. It's hard to know. All right, Steve. Pete, the, the number is person. 12 to Pete Joel. I literally couldn't come up with a good category for you. Great. You NBA good start. Good what start. You NBA All-Stars is what you should have gave Yours them. is just miscellaneous pro football <laughs> reference page. Okay? I'm, there's there's I'm not a better screwed. title for it. Yeah. Just miscellaneous pro football reference. 45 seconds on the clock. Could have been like different categories of flannel. Pierre Garçon. Colts. Redskins. Next. D'Angelo Hall. Uh, Redskins. Panthers. Next. Jay Cutler. Broncos. Bears. Next. CJ Spiller. Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs, Bo- Chiefs, Chiefs. Bills. Chiefs, Bills. Jets. Next. Carson Palmer. Raiders. Broncos. Or um, Bengals. Cardinals. Next. Chris Johnson. Bengals. Patriots. Next. Elvis Doomerville. Broncos, Ravens, next. I think you got it. Seems you had like the wrong Chris Johnson. Chris Johnson, the running back, played for the Titans, Cardinals, and Jets. I don't know what Chris Johnson you were. You got to look about. up the one you didn't. He didn't say. <laughs> he really didn't specify. Oh, he no, might have got no, you. No, 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 no. Speck, Speck makes the rules, and that's fine. What, <laughs> what other Chris was, Johnson out there? I was thinking Chris Johnson that played running back, too. Me, too. That's the only one I was thinking about. Of course, you were thinking about something. Practice squad DN that <laughs> Carl Peterson drafted. Oh boy. Well, Spec, I mean, when I I mean when I put Chris Johnson into the pro football reference, five names came out. <laughs> Just so get every and, and there's a Christian Johnson. I should get as well. every Chris Johnson yeah. that ever played. Yeah. It didn't make a difference. 
Pete with 13 uh, and is our winner in week four of the game that now officially has no name. Everybody here would have won Pete's category. No kidding. Everybody would have won. This is the fifth stage of denial. Stop deflecting. Everybody Everybody was rooting for the underdog here. I got Ronnie Brown. A lot of complaining after the fact. You could have hit next. I had a bunch more names. I got Ronnie Brown and he got Jay Cutler. I mean, Let me just say it's good to be king. (laughs) It's good to be king. Uh, Not one person out there was rooting for you, Pete. They were all wanting me to win. (laughs) No. Not one. Somebody said that you were thinking of Chad Johnson and not Chris Chad, that's what it was. That's what it was. Chad Johnson. They all look alike, huh? Yeah. <laughs> all, all, the, all the Johnsons. <laughs> Every Johnson. Yeah, Brad Johnson. I mean, who do you guys got winning this week? Well, you want to? You want to guess? I, we have to do that. That's what yeah, we have in formality. the rundown. Is your prediction? Chiefs. Thirty-five, thirty. <laughs> Little early for me to call the score, but I'll say the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's hard to not predict the Chiefs going into Denver so. this week. Yeah. Thirty-eight, I, thirty-five, Chiefs standard score every week. Yeah, I just can't wait to next week when they play Jacksonville to hear if you give them thirty points against that defense. If, if the Chiefs score thirty-eight against the Jaguars defense, I'm going to call them the greatest offense of all time. Bring it! I'm That'll ready. be fun. That's going to be a fun matchup. <laughs> I can't wait for it. Can't yeah. overlook the Broncos, but. I'm telling you, man, that'll I be a fun game. I don't play on the team, so I can look ahead to the <laughs> next week. It's tough as a football fan to get more excited for the Jags game than the Patriots, but that's probably the right the right move. Yeah, just at Arrowhead, that defense going up against the offense, I think it's going to be a great matchup. That was Joel Thorman. That was Pete King Sweeney. That's right. In the game with King no Sweeney. name. Check out their website, Arrowhead Pride. Like Thanks that. for coming in, you guys. <laughs> See you, fellas. Later. Coming up next. I'm going to stay as far away from Brad Fanning as humanly possible because you are not going to like his next take. But it's a good one. We tell you what it is coming up. It's the drive. I'm very happy that we live in 2018 because a reporter had to ask Bill Self about 2 Chains. They asked him what his favorite 2 Chains song was, and he said, quote, basically at this point in time, they're all tied for first and probably all tied for last in my book. But I bet you by tomorrow I'll have a favorite. If you ask me tomorrow, I'll be able to sing a lyric or two. No, rap a lyric or two. If we can get audio tomorrow of Bill Self rapping 2 Chains, oh, it'll be all time. Uh, 2 Chains is performing at Late Night at the Fog. It kind of reminds me of a while ago. Uh, I remember Self, uh, not Bill, uh, Gary Pinkle was on the show. We asked him about Missouri's uniforms. Like, hey, you like the uniforms you guys are using? He was like, no, I don't like them. But that's what high school kids and college kids like, and that's my profession. That sounds like Bill Self. I don't think Bill Self is listening to a lot of 2 chains in his free time. But you know what? I'm pretty sure that, you know, the guys that they're recruiting and the kids they're going to have in for late night, they like 2 chains. So that's a smart move by Ken. Who's 2 chains? He's a rapper. He's okay. A, he's, a, yeah. he's, a, he's a very popular rapper. Yeah. You're a lot like Bill Self. You're not listening to a whole lot no, of 2 chains in I'm your not. free time. I'm sure he's amazing, though. I'm sure he's amazing. Coming up in about uh, 10 minutes or so, we'll get to the top stories of the day in Kansas City. And you will be mad when you hear whatever, uh, when, you, when you hear the contract that Bashad Breeland signed for today. Let me step as far away from you as humanly possible oh, come on now, man. for this next one. Well, I mean, this is based around the story that came out yesterday in the Wichita Eagle. And it was written by Kellis Robinette. And, and, I, and I, I hate to say this, but I do think it's time for, for Bill Snyder at Kansas State to step down. I mean, I think we're to that point, right? And, and I have a tremendous amount of respect for Coach Snyder. I mean, this guy, you know, it, 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 he's 78 years old right now, which I don't think necessarily matters. Um, but he's getting up there in age, and I think his decision-making is, is, is starting to get to the point where, like, okay, man, it's time to go. I'm not saying fire Bill Snyder. That's not what I'm saying. I think it's time for Bill Snyder to step down. And it's based around the story that was written by Kellis Robinette yesterday. And the quote that you texted me over the weekend, CDOT, when Bill Snyder said, I can't coach a team that can't get six inches. Right. Well, you coach that team and that's your job. So 
figure it out. I mean, that's your gig. You you orchestrated one of the greatest comebacks in the in, in college football history when you you turned K State into a, a, a program that damn near won a national championship in the late nineties. It's your team. You helped recruit these guys. It's your fault they can't get six inches, at least in part. But over the weekend, Bill Snyder decided to make a quarterback change from uh, Alex uh, from Skylar Thompson to Alex Delton because K-State got absolutely barbecued, fricasseed, squashed, boiled. What am I missing? Deep fried? They got cooked. They, they got cooked. They're not good. They got cooked by West Virginia. Um, they were down 35-6 late in that game, and he went and he changed quarterbacks. The problem is he didn't tell anybody. He didn't tell his offensive coordinator, Andre Coleman. He didn't tell his quarterbacks coach, the you know, one of the greatest quarterbacks in K-State history, Colin Klein. He didn't tell the other kid. He didn't tell Skyler. Right? He didn't tell anybody. I mean, this is a guy that is just is, is to the point now where he's, he's calling out his team in post-game press conference saying, I can't coach a team that can't get six inches. It's your team. You're that coach. You're the reason they built a freaking castle around the football field. To be fair, and, though. And you're not telling your coaches but or your players what you're doing. To be fair, self does this all the time when it comes to calling guys out about toughness and all that kind of stuff. I'm and, not even know, talking about that, though. I'm talking about the in-game decision to not even tell anybody. You know, I, I think the decision-making part of this is coming down to it for Bill Snyder. We saw what happened. What was it? Was it last year? What was the name of the receiver, the kid that, that um, ended up, that Snyder wasn't going to, he wasn't going to let him uh, transfer? Well, I can't remember the name of the kid. I have to look it up. You know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. though. And, and, and then he came out, and, and he insinuated basically that there were some failed drug tests, which he was way out of line. Yeah, he, he, he had to come out and apologize he, for that whole he, thing. He handled that very poorly. He was, it was awful. And that's, that's not Bill Snyder. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I've got an 81-year-old father. His behavior is different now than it used to be when he was in his 40s and 50s and 60s. Age does play a factor in this thing. I, do, I know he's 78, and that shouldn't be the, the, the end-all, be-all for every person because I think you get to a point at different – times in your lives i mean i my dad's had friends in their 50s and 60s that got alzheimer's all right it's different for everybody but bill snyder's doing some stuff now that's not really like bill snyder so as much as it pains me to say this i do think it's time for him to step down not for him to be fired not for him to be forced out it's time for one of the greatest coaches in college football history to step away i read the story from kellis robinette maybe a little bit more uh, a little bit differently than you did I'm not saying that Bill Snyder couldn't have communicated his thoughts and ideas a little bit better, but he is the boss. Like, I don't really think this is something that if you're the head coach of the team, you got to run by everybody and tell them what your decision is. I'm the head coach. I think it's best for our team if I do this. And we agree Snyder has got to the point in his career that he shouldn't have to ask an underling. He doesn't have to ask, but you need to inform. I'm I'm with you. And and I I think if you ask him, he probably handled it incorrectly. I'm certainly not going to fault him for I can't coach a team that can't get six inches. I don't really think that's that big of a deal. I just think coaches do and say those kind of things all the time. I mean, the problem with K-State is they just got it wrong at quarterback. Like That's really the only thing that happened with K-State. I think the rest of the team's just fine. They got it wrong at defense, too. I I mean, but I mean... West Virginia got it right at quarterback. Will Greer is has a chance to win the Heisman Trophy this year. Kansas State didn't get it right at quarterback. Alex Delton's not good enough. Skylar Thompson's not good enough. But I don't care which one of those kids you pick. You could have picked Delton. You could have picked Skylar Thompson. You were not winning that football game on Saturday at West well, Virginia. All right, well, let's go Let's go back to what's going on with the, with the program right now then, too, then. And, again, this, this pains me because I fell in love with K-State football, covering them in the late 90s. I love the comeback story of it. It was great when Michael Bishop damn near led him to a Big 12 title in a, in a spot in the national title game. Where they came from was unbelievable. I was an intern in college when that stadium was a dump. And now you pull up for it, and, and the only thing it needs is a dragon and a moat. It's a castle. It's amazing. But if you look at what K-State's done this year, 
They, they beat UT San Antonio, big whoop, 41-17, about lost to South Dakota, got smoked at home by Mississippi State, got smoked on the road by West Virginia. This is a team that typically gets picked 6th or 7th in the Big 12 and somehow finds a way to win 8-9 games and scare the hell out of everybody and get big wins on the road. This is not that team and not that program anymore. Yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, just last year they were oh, that program. Oh, okay, they're going to they're gonna beat Texas, number 18 Texas, after they've got uh, smoked by West Virginia, granted, on the road. Morgantown's a tough time, place to play. They got smoked at home by 18th-ranked Mississippi State. Yeah, who's, who's they've got good? Oklahoma State at home, which is really good. you got to go on the road to OU. You're on the road to TCU. You'll beat the hell out of Kansas, but everybody does. They might lose it to Texas Tech at home, and then you're on the road at Iowa State. I, I'm just saying, like I, like, I hate to say it. I really do. I just feel like it's time. You know, it's time for, for Bill Snyder to gracefully step down and pass the baton. That's all I'm saying. I just look at last year, and Kansas State was the exact same program they were all the time last year, that the difference this year between K-State and last year is they just got it wrong at quarterback. Like, that just happens sometimes. I know it stinks when you get it wrong at quarterback, but Alex Delton's not good enough. Skylar Thompson's not good enough. Like, I'm, I'm with you with this, but yeah. K-State is the right. same program to me. They have the same expectations, the same ceiling. It's the same team that can win seven, eight games. I'd be with you if I felt like they had completely fallen right. off. They, well, just, they, they just didn't recruit right at the most important position, and that just affects everything else. I, I see two, maybe three Big 12 wins for them this year. Right now. Right I'm, now. I'm, I'm, I agree with you. I'm not, yeah. I'm not disagreeing so that with means, you. So that means you're looking at a, a four- or five-win team at Kansas State under Bill Snyder. I just want him to get out before it gets bad. And, and maybe that's just the selfish part of me, too, because I saw what he did, and I saw the reputation he built, and I saw how he changed that town, and he cha- changed that stadium and changed that program. I feel like Bill Snyder's one of those guys that's going to wait too late to get out. I just, I, I'm just completely different when it comes to K-State. I just look at them last year. I mean, they were the same K-State program, went 8-5, and five, won a bowl game against UCLA. I mean, just the difference now is Skylar Thompson didn't develop the way they thought. The older, Alex gets, Delton. The, the older he gets, the tougher it's going to get to recruit the studs, too. I mean, let's just face it. Coming up in two minutes, we'll get to the hits and the top stories of the day in Kansas City. Plus, Rich Gannon coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Talking football right here on The Drive. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.